man. Well, yeah. I tried yeah. to be on time. All right. I tried to be on time. It's what happens when you run into people in grocery stores in Wisconsin. They talk your ear off and then you're like, crap, I got to go. <laughs> you can only say, oop, and, uh, oh, that's crazy so many times. Yeah. And well, and you, you, but you, you can't, you can't be blunt with those well, Northern Plains people, though. There's a thing. There's a thing called the Wisconsin goodbye, and <laughs> it begins with slapping your thighs and going, "Well, I suppose." And three but and a half weeks later, but don't you have to say that as you're getting up out of the chair? Yeah, it won't matter because what'll happen yeah. is it comes. It goes in stages. So you work your way across the room to the door. You'll have everything on. And then it'll be, oh, wait, take leftovers with you. And so then you got to go back and get leftovers. And then you'll get back to the door. And that's after you've had one more for the road. Of course. And then you'll have your hand on the doorknob for at least 15 to 20 minutes. And then you'll have the door (laughs) open. And then it'll close again. Because you'll realize, okay, I'm not getting out the door. And then you'll open it. And then you'll have to close it again. At least two or three times. And then finally you'll get out. You'll get to your car. And then it'll be about another 15 to 20 minutes. <laughs> and then you'll get into the car and finally be able to leave. That's just, that's terrifying. That is, that is literally, it, it, it literally gives me anxiety just thinking about it. <laughs> that's the Midwest goodbye. If I, In if contrast I, to the if Irish I'm ready, If I'm ready to go, I'm leaving. It's just poof gone like i've i've gotten up in the middle of conversation and just left without saying anything yeah it's an irish goodbye i was ready to go yeah that's that's called an irish goodbye yeah which is funny because the irish don't say goodbye that i mean if we really truly have to leave we will but what's funny about the calling it an irish goodbye is the irish are probably the reason why the wisconsin (laughs) goodbye is the wisconsin goodbye like the Irish also take a million and a half years to mm. actually leave. Yeah. Like the timeline between, well, I suppose, and <laughs> and actually exiting even the building involves at least two more beers and another 45 minutes to an hour of conversation. Like you just you need just, to build that into your plans. You just, you got to get on the Cali goodbye. Right, the Cali goodbye is is you stand up, you say I I gotta go, and you say peace out, and you leave. Or, or if you're one of the cool guys, then you have like a seven stage handshake, and then you just you, then you bounce. Oh, <laughs> uh, there's actually a Charlie Barons, the wonderful Wisconsin comedian, does an entire skit on. He has a video on the Wisconsin goodbye, where like people just get trapped in this house forever. I'm like, wait, how long have you been here? Three years. Help me. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Just that's that's negative. Like, I mean, you, you've seen it with when we sign off here. I'll be like, okay, I got to go. I'll talk to you guys later. And I'm out. Like, I, you guys can be mid saying something to me. I'm out. It's, yeah, I've I have actually... You know, and I complete autism because I have autism, mm-hmm. but I have actually like in the middle of a conversation realized I didn't want to deal with it anymore. And I was just like, I'm going to go and just turn around and walked away. And they're like, wait, but and I just kept walking and just yep. sp- picked up the pace a little bit because I'm like, nope, nope, nope. We're leaving. We're leaving. 
<laughs> yes, that's the way to do it. Yeah, just freaking dip, man. Like, it's just, you, I don't want to have this conversation anymore. And leave. <laughs> uh, Jack, to answer your question, redhead, the red in Irish hair that uh, is alleged is incredibly rare, and it's because it's actually from the Norse. It has nothing to do with traditional Irish heritage. <laughs> It's the guys that Brian Baru kind of kicked out and isolated to Dublin. Yeah, those guys, they're the reason for the red. Yes. Oh, the Scots. The Scots have a lot of red, and it's because of the, uh, yep. the Norse. The, yep. It's it's the they were they were Danelaw areas, you know, up there and stuff. So that was that was why, including uh Harold Bluetooth. And um Oh, what's his name? Blood hair. And there was a couple of others. Got to wonder, like Bluetooth supposedly, because like the Vikings really like to like color their teeth. And like they were the first ones to have both dreadlocks and grills, right? Like the Celts <laughs> and the Norse were actually the ones who first had dreadlocks and grills. And the Norse especially love to do the grill thing. We found Norse skulls with mm-hmm. like gemstones and laid in their teeth and stuff. Um, Which is terrifying because they didn't have things like Novocaine back then. Yeah, no, they just like <laughs> you don't screw with a guy who's willing to like just carve into his own teeth to glue gemstones in there. Yeah. And they're like stuck in there with like metal. Like like it's like molten like silver gold kind of thing sticking them like that was <laughs> That is not a man you get into a fight with. <laughs> Cuz you can take that dude's arm off with a sword and he'll just beat you to death with it. Like <laughs> You do not screw with that guy. But like they they did a bunch of that. And like that's why Harold Bluetooth probably was called Bluetooth, right? Is he actually literally had blue teeth. Why was blood hair called blood hair? Yes. Hmm. That's troubling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now that we're six and a half minutes into it. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another fantastic episode of Anarchy Monk Friends Roundtable Discussion. Uh, we're already started, but uh, we're going to remind you that we are covered by the BIPCOT No Government License, which allows for the use and the reuse of this podcast by anyone and everyone except for governments and the bludgies thereof. You can learn more about that at BIPCOT.org. That's B-I-P-C-O-T dot O-R-G. We're also covered by Brandenburg v. Ohio 1969, which ruled that the government cannot punish, cannot punish inflammatory speech. Uh, quote, unless that speech is directed to inciting or producing imminent lawless action and is likely to incite or produce such action. Therefore, everything said here on Anarchy Monk Ranch and Altered Discussion is entirely hypothetical. This is episode 221, uh, which I think I titled Disinformation Nation. I think that that's the working title. Yeah. Yeah. Also some... sounds like, like a cool punk song, too. Disinformation Nation. Mm. Yep. Get on it. No effects. Yeah. Uh, or um. Uh. Yeah, um Pennywise. Ice Tease. Ice Tease Band. Um. I don't remember what they're called, but them. Yeah. Kill Shot or something like that. I don't remember. Yeah. Body Count. Are they actually called? Body body, they're actually called Body Count, right? Yeah, I think they're called Body nice. Count. Yeah, that'd be a good one. Be a good one for them. Mm-hmm. You know how many people think Ice-T is a rapper? (laughs) 
Yeah. And I'm like, he's, he's a punk artist. And they're like, what do you mean? He's, he's a punk artist or thrash. I mean, depending on what you want to call it, but yeah, <laughs> he is not a rapper. <laughs> Yeah, Shaw says all their teeth were dead by the time they were 16, so they probably didn't feel the good teeth. Actually, that's not true. That's not true. They had fantastic teeth, in fact. Um, fantastic teeth. Actually, just about everybody in Europe had really, really good teeth <laughs> until they discovered North America. <laughs> until the monarchs reliably. took over? <laughs> well, no. I mean, they, with the monarchs in charge, like up until realistically up until the 15th century and really the 16th century, they all had pretty darn good, healthy teeth. In fact, that's one of the ways when you're um, doing uh, archaeological digs on grave sites in Europe, that's one of the ways you can date uh, those graves is if they had good teeth, it was before 1492. If it is bad, horrible, rotted teeth, it is after because of the discovery of sugar. Sugar cane, yeah. Molasses. The good stuff. What's the saying? They uh, uh, they scoured the earth in search of in search of spices, and they don't use any of them. Yeah, well, yeah, it's the British. It's uh, yeah. they they really don't, and it's hilarious because they used to. If you look back, like at the the meal plans of like uh, Henry the Eighth and stuff, uh, you actually discover that he had a pretty wide variety of spices that he had. Um, Tudor England was actually full of a lot of spices, but for some reason, at some point they just decided they didn't want to use them anymore. <laughs> yeah. Scott, what's up, brother? Saffron, especially, which mm-hmm. is always, has always kind of mystified me because it's like perpetually been one of the world's single most expensive spices. It is so valuable, in fact, that there are saffron cartels and most saffron that you can get across most of the world is actually fake. Yeah, we have a uh, we have avocado cartels here in Cali. There are uh, maple syrup cartels in Canada. <laughs> yes. No. Uh, Freaking Canadians. So, all right, where do you want to where do you want to start? Let's just let's let's start at the, at the beginning since we're talking about disinformation nation um, nothing that is resembling at all what we were talking about <laughs> since we're talking about completely irrelevant bullshit let's talk about <laughs> <laughs> um okay 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 this, this is serious now this is serious now this is a uh, uh hill.com the hill.com Biden seeks to flip the script on freedom in 2024. What? Just prepare yourself. Hold on. President Biden is flipping the script on Republicans by casting himself as a protector of freedom, going on the offense by using a word and concept conservatives have frequently cited to push back on the president and his party. Biden's campaign launched a video titled Freedom and referenced freedom or freedoms six times over the course of the clip. The campaign you you're not just about freedom the, because you keep the, saying the word freedom. <laughs> the campaign's first official ad used those words seven times. I 
I can use the word rich repeatedly when I'm talking about myself, and I'm not suddenly going to have a Ferrari sitting outside. Hold on. That isn't how this works. Hold on. The president's team had used the term aggressively to tie Republicans, and in particular his political foe, Donald Trump, to the January 6th riot at the Capitol that some in the GOP have been reluctant to condemn and to highlight the GOP efforts to curb abortion access and squash dissent in state houses. Quote, it's pretty clear the strategy here is going to be Republicans are coming after our freedoms and our ability to X, Y, Z, said one Democratic strategist. Quote, those are typically talking points Republicans use, so we're playing on their turf and winning. Literally no one is fooled by you. Like, no no one is actually fooled. No one who is undecided before is fooled by this. Yes. It's you're all you're doing is like trying to go, hmm, there, see, like it's like if if, for instance, somebody who is not white says something really racist against somebody who's white. Right. And then that person goes, hey, that's racist. And they're like, no, you're racist. And then strut around like a pigeon who just won chess. (laughs) Like that. That's what this is where you're like, you're calling something what it is. And then their response is to try and manipulate the words to mean absolutely nothing at all, which we've talked about on this show multiple times and how it's something that we see authoritarians do constantly. Yes. Uh, The efforts put Biden on a collision course with Trump, former Vice President Pence, and Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, who all frequently talk about the freedom, even as their visions for the country, country diverge sharply with Biden's. Biden has been embracing the idea of freedom and pitching himself as the candidate most willing to defend basic freedoms in the early days of the 2024 campaign. Uh, but when? Hold on. I can on. can I see a, a, an the, instance? <laughs> well, he 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 called for an assault weapons ban yesterday. So I, because I, banning yeah. things is absolutely all about freedom. Yes. The president and his campaign have emphasized Republican attacks on reproductive rights through restrictive abortion bans at the state level after a conservative Supreme Court majority overturned Roe v. Wade. It did not overturn Roe v. Wade. What it did is it's the court said, literally said, we don't have the authority to have a ruling in this particular case. Yeah, what it did is it nullified the Roe v. Wade decision and said they should not have ruled because it was legislation from the bench, which they're not allowed to do. Which immediately, (laughs) of course, then people on the American political left said was legislating from the bench, and we need to stop these. The the funniest part to me, the funniest part to me was hearing (sighs) People on the American political left say, well, we need to stop these judges from legislating from the bench, which is verbatim a thing that was getting said when I was a senior in high school Yes, by Republicans. Yes. And only okay. one of those two groups of people was correct at the time. Yes. Um, <laughs> the campaign has also spoken about Americans right to be free from gun violence and the fear of mass shootings putting a spin on the notion by the GOP that Democrats want to impede on their gun rights. You do not have a right to safety ever in any situation. I just want my bulletproof bubble. This is 
I mean, you don't. That's what. Like, that's what I need. That's what I need. I need. I need a a laminated plexiglass bubble that can protect me from everything. You know, my question to these people is when they because these are the same people, right, who go on and on about respecting nature, right? Would you like to show me in nature where anything has a right to safety or food or water <laughs> or anything? Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> you know this gets better. Oh boy. Um, to portray the president as a defender of basic pillars of democracy. Remember, this is about freedom. They're defending him as a basic, uh, to, as a defender of the basic pillars of democracy. As if democracy isn't antithetical to to freedom, which is something that even the founding fathers of America, including the Federalists. Mm-hmm. had to say repeatedly was that democracy was the enemy of freedom because yes. it was nothing but mob rule. Yes. To portray the president as a defender of the basic pillars of democracy, Biden's launch video begins with uh, and features violent images from January 6th in which trips, Trump supporters stormed the Capitol to stop Congress from completing the last steps in certifying the 2020 election. They, that's not actually what happened. And the hold on, hold on. Give me, give me three paragraphs. Biden and the campaign have framed conservative culture war issues like book bans and laws, or laws targeting gender affirming care, as a matter of freedom, believing it will resonate with the Americans who see the GOP lawmakers as overstepping. <laughs> I mean, they do. They do. Don't get me wrong. They absolutely do all the fucking time. Yes. They are no more about freedom than the Democrats are by any stretch of the fucking imagination. But what? Okay. <laughs> okay. Here's, here's a quote. Here's a quote from Camilla Harris. She said at an event at Harvard University on the day Biden launched his reelection campaign. She says, and I quote, Fundamental freedoms are under attack in our country today. The tradition of our country to fight for freedom, to fight for rights, to fight for the ability of all people to be who they are and make decisions about their own lives and their bodies. I mean, that wasn't wrong, but the way that she means it (laughs) is not what, what those words are supposed to mean. Um, hold on, hold on. For years, conservatives have tried to claim the freedom mantle, painting Democrats as a party of government overreach that would interfere with the day-to-day lives and the decisions of Americans. Republicans have frequently cited the idea of freedom to defend the Second Amendment after mass shootings to oppose early Biden administration efforts to require COVID-19 vaccination in certain situations and to support arguments against gender-affirming policies at the state level. Gender affirming because you don't truly have the gender unless the government says so, <laughs> slave. Mike Pence says, quote, it's about common sense. It's about defending women's sports. But make no mistake about it. The battle against radical gender ideology is a battle for religious freedom. And it's a battle we must fight. I mean, Pence is a jackass authoritarian yes. motherfucker too but even a broken clock every once in a while 
Um, no, so like it, they, he's taught he's equating democracy with freedom, right? Yes, that's what he's trying to do. So, um, quote, remember, democracy never lasts long. It soon wastes, exhausts and murders itself. There never was a democracy yet that did not commit suicide. John Adams. Uh, democracies have been found incompatible with personal security or the rights of property and in general been as short in their lives as they have been violent in their deaths. James Madison. Uh, it has been observed that a pure democracy, if it were practicable, would be the most perfect government. Experience has proved that no position is more false than this. The ancient democracies in which the people themselves deliberated never possessed one good feature of government. Their very character was tyranny, their figure deformity. Alexander Hamilton. Between a balanced republic and a democracy, the difference is like that between order and chaos. John Marshall. The experience of all former ages had shown that all of of all human governments, democracy was the most unstable, fluctuating, and short-lived. John Quincy Adams. Uh, if ever a time should come when vain and aspiring men shall possess the highest seats in government, our country will stand in need of its experienced patriots, patriots to prevent its ruin. Samuel Adams, you see where I'm going. <laughs> DeSantis used the word freedom or freedoms 12 times in his re-election speech back in January. So he had to, he had to increase that. Um, and then uh, Tim Scott, Republican out of South Carolina, another candidate who's expected to formally enter the 2024 race this month, has also used freedom as a line of attack against Biden as he sharpens his message for the presidential contest. Quote, Joe Biden says he wants to talk about freedom. Americans need more freedom, freedom from his bone crushing inflation and even higher taxes, freedom from showing up to a school board meeting to talk about your kids and being considered a domestic terrorist, freedom mm. from a wide open, insecure, unsafe border. Yes, we want to talk about freedom. Well, I don't think you have freedom from a wide open border because it's an imaginary line and yes. that's ridiculous. But and you have no you don't have positive rights. Right. Like, like you don't have the ability to say I have a freedom from a thing. You have freedom to do things. Mm -hmm. Right. Like you, you don't have freedom of freedom to something that would require action. Action. But it's by someone else. Yeah. Like you, you have a freedom to defend yourself. You have the freedom to decide what would happen with your own body. Yes. Which the Democrats keep bringing up, but they don't actually mean that because look mm -hmm. at the whole COVID thing. You have the freedom to pursue, you know, your own happiness so long as that happiness does not cause the infringement of rights of others. You have those freedoms, but you do not have the freedom from being unsafe, right? Like that's a yes. thing that requires action. You don't have a freedom to, you know, you don't have a you don't have a freedom to have medical care. Because that requires the labor of others. You don't have mm -hmm. a, you don't have a right to that. Like this is this is the whole thing that freedom is about the absence of interference with your ability to do things without forcing anyone else, right, to do them. Yeah, and that's ah. <laughs> oh. You keep using that word. I do not think it means <laughs> what you think it means. I don't think any of them really understand what it means. It's Scott, I, Scott, DeSantis, Pence, Trump, Biden, Camilla Harris. I mean, yeah. None of the, none of them know what that word means. Right. They don't. But like, I would argue that at least at least some of the Republicans out there mm -hmm. have a better understanding are closer to what it means than yes. 
any Democrat I've ever encountered. Yes, and because in, in, a, in a lot of situations, I prefer the Republican tyranny to the Democratic tyranny. You you remember like twenty ish years ago when everything was getting called racist, right? People would use the term racist for everything when it had nothing to do with race. Yes, like you would the... actually hear the term that's racist against poor people as if poor yeah. people was a race or that's racist. Yeah. This is this is that right? Because these people honestly think they can just that the word has no actual meaning. And so they just apply it to things. And then now magically, that's the thing. It's the same as that law that said <laughs> this isn't an infringement on the Second Amendment rights that blatantly infringed, yes. infringed on the Second <laughs> Amendment rights. You don't get to just declare things, right? Like that isn't how, like, I didn't, I didn't just say it. I declared it. Like that isn't how this works. We signed a piece of paper. Yes. We signed a piece of paper saying that you can't do this. That's, it's not, it's it's not here on this. It's not an infringement because we signed this piece of paper because we voted because we voted on it. It's not infringement. We voted in a pub and then signed using a fountain pen on this BevNap. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that that's just a stain from the glass. Don't worry about that. Yeah, don't worry about it. It's not important. Don't worry about that. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's not you can't just you like the words like freedom, liberty. They used they used to be a universal concept that people understood. Yes. And they have become steadily more and more corrupted to the point that where now somehow remember that freedom is slavery is now in fact, actually a thing. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. That is actually what the motto, especially of the yeah, democratic like, party. 19, 1984. Is. Was it supposed to be a study guide? You know, well, and I would argue for, Fahrenheit 451 wasn't supposed yeah. to be one either. I was just going to say, I would argue, like in the case of Republicans, Fahrenheit 451 is not supposed to be one. And, and in the case of Democrats, they've both pulled that shit and then accused the other one. Like, you know, it's like the two Spider-Men pointing at each other. Like, <laughs> you're anti-freedom. You're anti-freedom. Yeah. yeah. You're kids, kids. You're both just <laughs> awful. <laughs> but there's like five Spider-Mans, right? I mean, there's the deep state. Then there's the... um um the big tech and then there's big social, pharma big pharma and uh, and then there's george soros over there in the corner just laughing <laughs> good good yeah yeah that yeah um <laughs> let, let the, the freedom flow through you yeah ambrose ambrose beers uh or yeah beers um famously said you know democracy is four wolves and a lamb voting on what to have for lunch Uh and you know and liberty is a well-armed lamb contesting that vote (laughs) you know that that sort of line came to me today um i read an article out of uh, uh marin county marin county here in california is on the north side of the golden gate bridge there was an article and it was talking about there's a uh Two mile long um, homeless encampment, uh, uh, just off the off of the one on one access road, highway one on one access road, and it's all RVs and people living in vehicles, right? But it's two miles long, like 135 vehicles. Marin County's average uh, average income is 131,000. 
the average home price in Marin County is $1.4 million. And that's why they're homeless. Because yes. even with even with today's today's interest rates on mm-hmm. mortgages, which is actually average, right? It's not that they're high right it's, now. It's, they're where, it's where, it should, where they should have been all along. Yeah, there. And I've talked to guys who have been in the been in the mortgage industry since the eighties, mm. the early nineties. They, every one of them, said seven, seven and a half, eight percent. Mm. That's pretty average. Don't worry about it. Like that's average. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, is at that interest rate, if you make a hundred and thirty thousand dollars a year, you should be able to relatively easily, depending on family size, afford a two hundred thousand dollar house. Yes, there's no $200,000 houses in this area. Right. But when there's none of that, yeah. suddenly you're homeless. You're making six figures yeah. and you're homeless. But look at all the freedoms they have. Actually, homeless <laughs> people are a hell of a lot more free. Oh, I know. Because they, they have nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. What's well, going to take San, away? San Francisco, if you're homeless, San Francisco will automatically give you $600 a month. Shit, if Period. I'm homeless, I'm right, gonna get right away, right away. Month, like, and that's that's not that's not including whatever you can get from the from the county from welfare from the you know for food disability stamps. for SSI for food stamps, um, from VA whatever. If you're homeless in San Francisco, right off the bat, here's six hundred dollars a month, which yes. means that you're actually more likely to be living more comfortably by being homeless mm-hmm. than trying to maintain an apartment. Yes. Yes, because you, you, you can't rent an apartment in San Francisco for, for that little, right? No. I mean, and talk about the, the, the choices, democracy, right, of, of San Francisco. Since since Mayor London Breed has come into office, I mean, Gavin Newsom fucked it up. Don't get me wrong. Jerry Brown fucked it up before Gavin Newsom. But since London Breed has come into office, the city's gone even worse uh, to the point where I was reading the other day, in the last two years, something like $15.9 billion uh, worth of income has left the city. Yeah. Like pe- people, people that were people that combined made $15.9 billion with a B moved away from San Francisco. Yeah. Because they flat out could not afford to live there. Yeah. Jack says uh, tents are the fastest selling homes. Uh, the Walmarts and Targets in the area, including all the way out here in Antioch, I'm about 35 miles east of Oakland. Uh, most of the camping gear is behind a locked case. Yeah, because it's the only affordable housing in the area. Yes. And it's yes. real affordable because California has this fantastic program where you can take anything uh, you want. Different counties, different counties, yeah. <clears throat> different counties. But- still like it's just my god and it's and the and the reality is right like as california but, but as jack goes, said as jack says they have the right to shit on the sidewalk hey i they mean have, that's, that's they have the right sweet. they have the right to free abortions they have the right to free contraceptives uh they have the right to, to nudity san francisco defends the right to be nude in public um there are so many people who should not take advantage of that, right? Like, I think you, 90, I think you have 98% of just should not. Like, you have, do you have the right? I would argue that you do, but should you? Yes. Ah! <laughs> I have the right to walk around with one of those bug assault rock, rock salt rifles. <laughs> 
Those, dude, I want one so bad. They're just, way more expensive than I thought they were going to be. Like, I looked them up because I'm like, I really want one. They're like 50 bucks. Yeah. But my God, that's way pricier than I thought. Like, I, yeah. Yeah, I but, could I mean, fill it, one of those those air zookas with a bunch of raid and go thunk for a hell of a lot cheaper. <laughs> just like a ring of of neurotoxin going out and <laughs> yes yeah the, the ones who exercise the right are normally the so, ones yeah covered. yeah that's you know and that that that's a very disappointing thing although if you go to the bahamas there are certain islands that anyway uh <laughs> they're expensive but if you go you will not be disappointed my friend um one cloth like, and hawaiian is... shirt dress dress how you fight right <laughs> yeah, the train how you fight. No problem. Glug, 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 glug. Strip. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> oh. I mean, but this is this is another example that like we keep talking about double speak, right? Like we we episode after episode, we find ourselves talking about double speak and about this whole thing where they're like trying to take buzzwords that their opposition, that people who actually care about freedom and things have been using and try and manipulate them so that they become meaningless to try and disarm us in the war of information and the war for the hearts and minds of the populace. And now they have taken aim at the word freedom itself. Yeah. It's not, not, they, they've already, they've already killed the word bigot, racist, sexist, uh, homophobic, transphobic. Those words, those words mean nothing anymore because they're, they're, they're so broad the definition has expanded so far that the that the word is useless. It, it, it has it has no negative, uh, no negative power anymore. Right. So now they're taking now they're taking umbrage at the word freedom, and they're 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 trying to turn freedom into something that it's not. So that you can say, yes, I am still free, but you can't do this and this and that and that and this and this and that. It's yeah, uh, standard communist operating procedure. Yes, if, if you if you can destroy the language, um, you can destroy what is it? if if you destroy the language, you destroy the culture. If you destroy the culture, you conquer the people. Well, yeah, if if you can manipulate words, because that because that's the thing, right? Like a war mm -hmm. of information, a war for the hearts and minds of individuals involves a war of words. Yes, that's that's the battlefield. Right. And that's largely the battlefield that we find ourselves presently fighting on. And if they can disarm those words, if they can steal them away and make them meaningless. Then you have nothing to fight with in yes, that particular exactly, war. Yeah. What is a woman? Yeah. What is a woman? And the next one that they're going to go after is what is a child? Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, they've they've already they've already killed the word fetus. Mm -hmm. No, it's yeah, a there was, I, I saw I saw an, I saw a news article the other day that said something about how it was a a fetus with um, umbilical cords still attached, found in dumpster. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Right. And like a whole bunch of us commented on the article and like, no, that is a baby. Because, like, the mm -hmm. medical examiner even confirmed, like, this is a completely viable mm -hmm. baby. And we're like, no, that is a baby. Yep. But now they're suddenly, they've even expanded the word fetus 
to mean children who are born. Yep. <sighs> Which is so when does just when does post birth abortion begin? Oh, there's people already pushing for that. Oh, there have been people pushing that for a while. I can remember so 15 years ago, right around 15 years mm-hmm. ago, maybe 17, 18 years ago, there was a professor at a an Ivy League university who pushed for abortive rights or reproductive rights of women up to age four. Yeah, no, fuck that. Yeah, he literally advocated for the right of women, right of mothers, to kill their own children up to age four. Like, this is how depraved these people are. Yes. Never mind the freedom of the child. Yeah, because the the child doesn't count unless the mother says it does, which is always funny because they're also the ones who think that, like, these abusive husbands who murder their their, uh, pregnant you know, uh, their pregnant mm-hmm. wives or pregnant girlfriends and uh, that them getting charged with, you know, with two counts of murder mm-hmm. instead of one, they always advocate for that and they're happy with that. And then you go, but you don't know whether or not the mom wanted to keep that baby. Yep. So how would you know if that yep. baby counts as a baby or a fetus? <laughs> they're not mass shootings they're post-birth abortions. Yeah. They're just very, very late term. They're just 37th trimester abortion. <laughs> God. Oh, we're bad people. <laughs> oh, we're bad people. But I mean, I'm okay. that's I'm okay with that. Like, though. that's, you know, and I, I, I'm not here to get into the abortion debate, right? Like, I, I honestly, like, I have my opinions on that. You, you might have differing opinions on that. And I don't really care what your opinions are. You're wrong if they disagree with you. <laughs> but. I, I don't care. I don't care. That's why I don't debate it because I honestly don't care. Unplanned, sir. That was an ad- that was an adult politician. I said what I said. <laughs> yeah, I said what I said. Um, but I mean, like, I I don't care what your opinion is. Like, I honestly don't. And it's so fun. I I will say that like learning mm-hmm. to say that to people is great. Like, it feels oh fantastic God. to just when somebody's like, "No, you're wrong," and you're like, "No, I'm not. You are," and then walk away. Yes. Jack uh Jack Donovan's essay uh I don't care. I I like I quote that to people on occasion and j- it blows their mind. They just what do you mean you don't care? I don't care. I mean I, I care. that your opinion could not mm-hmm. conceivably in the present reality matter to me less. I don't Pretty much care. pretty much absolutely it's it's not it's that's not wrong at all. Like I literally I couldn't care less. I don't know you. I I don't know the person you're talking about. I I was not uh, part of what happened. Um, I don't care. Do do you know how many memes I have in my reaction meme folder that are like the, I'm sorry that you don't like me, strange internet person. And like (laughs) stuff like, because those are like my default replies when people argue with me on the, where I'm just like, that's my reply. That's it. Like, oh, shucks. You don't like me. You disagree with my opinion. This is my not caring face. Yeah, I don't, I don't care. I literally it's, couldn't I mean, care. And I've told them, like, I've told people, it's okay. You have the right to be wrong. You're mm-hmm. still wrong. So, all right, let's uh, let's move on to uh, let's let's get into this this disinformation stuff. Um, bringing nation. I don't know. That's uh, <laughs> I'm not a composer. Don't look at me. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, one of the lyrics from Andrew's song is uh, bringing the war on terror home to target Americans for disinformation. Actually, that would be a good lyric. Mm-hmm. I need a singer songwriter stat. <laughs> <laughs> We're writing a punk song. Yes. Uh, hey, this I don't uh, need br- to be able to sing to do punk. All right. I just need to be able to scream into a microphone. Hey, Gigi Allen made an entire career out of that. Yeah. So, I mean, well, realistically, that and. That and- shitting on himself and rolling around on on stage but he didn't I mean sing. that's I, I'm not gonna say that's super punk but I'm sure that makes some sort of a statement <laughs> that's misinformation <laughs> he had he had the freedom to do that the, the statement may be I have incontinence but I it's making a statement of some kind. Yes. Uh, the U.S. government took the information techniques it learned after 9-11 and has turned them on Americans. America may have lost the Great War on Terror, but our technocratic elites could still win their own war against American liberty. Did we lose the war on terror, though? Because that would indicate that we were trying to win. That's that's true. I, I think we're, we're just trying to replace the Taliban with the Taliban while arming them. I mean, the reality is, the sad reality is Afghanistan never in its entire extensive and incredibly ancient history has never has Afghanistan been more stable than than when the Taliban were in charge, at least Mm -hmm. maybe since Alexander the Great took. (laughs) And and the Taliban uh, are effective at limiting uh, the poppy growth. My favorite, you know, my favorite article uh, since Taliban took back over was the one about how they had managed to kill this ISIS leader that the CIA was just so unable to track down and they killed them. And like that so many people in the American military were like, wait, what? Yeah, that was just that was just recently. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it's like and everyone's like, I what? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's like oh oh were you under the impression that isis and the taliban were on the same side no because isis is on the cia's side yes. and the taliban actually are against them after yeah. having been with them for years and yep should have stayed should have stayed in syria <sighs> okay uh article um the u.s government took the information techniques it learned after 9-11 and it has turned them on americans America may have lost the great war on terror, but our technocratic elites could still win the war on American liberty. That's the argument made by Jacob Siegel in a 13,000 word tablet magazine article titled, quote, a guide to understanding the hoax of the century, which seeks to explain, quote, a high level hoax perpetrated against the American people by elitists who believe themselves to be infallible. Which is not not wrong. Specifically, Siegel writes these infallible elites believe they are saving the world from quote disinformation, which is whatever they view as untruths about Russia, Ukraine, Donald Trump, COVID, climate change, election fraud, Brexit, etc. You name a flavor of disinfo, and they want to save us from it. And they're operating in the State Department and other federal agencies and numerous foundations and NGOs and a hundred academic centers that have sprung up like mushrooms since 2016. Is it just me, or do I feel like there should have been an episode of The Office where they decided to take up a war on disinformation? 
And like they just kept pointing at people and going disinformation every time anybody said anything. That would have been pretty epic. I feel like that should be a thing. We're South, we're South Park. We're South Park. Yeah, like where everyone's like disinformation and like freaking out about yes. how everything's disinformation. Yes. And like you'd wind up with like Kyle's dad cowering like in the corner of the living room, shaking and just being like, everything, <laughs> nothing's true. Nothing's true. Nothing's real. It's... <laughs> Randy's sitting there saying, that's, dis- that's disinformation. That's disinformation. Yeah. <laughs> ah. you, you, you shouldn't, you shouldn't see disinformation. Okay. Disinformation can be harmful. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Cartman with a tinfoil hat. Although we really should have waited to reference South Park until later, until we were get ready to move on to the Bear Creek article. Yeah, we'll get we'll get that because we'll the too. real South Park is right next to it. <laughs> yeah, um, these people in orgs were originally ske- originally schooled in the Infowar technique associated with nine eleven and the Great War on Terror, but they don't seem to worry about jihadis these day or these days, which they they're not. Like when's the last they time never. You heard it? actually worried about the jihadis. Like, when's the last time you heard anything about terrorists outside the United States? Yeah. The Suddenly, somehow, the mm-hmm. imminent threat of Muslim extremism has just melted away. Yes. Um, I don't seem to worry about jihadis these days. Uh, you see, the experts on Infowar have morphed themselves into experts on disinfowar. Bolstered by Pentagon-sized budgets, their new target is the American people, viewed as disinformation dunderheads, or worse. Quote, what started out as a way to fight a a far-off foe has quietly metastasized in a totalitarian fantasy of endless warfare against the erroneous thoughts and feelings of the ordinary citizen closer to home. That's a fucking fantastic sentence. What started out as a way to fight a far-off foe has quietly metastasized into a totalitarian fantasy of endless warfare against the erroneous thoughts and feelings of ordinary citizens closer to home. That is a fantastic sentence. That is a fantastic sentence. Oh. Um, okay, so yeah, I, we don't we don't need to keep going on this article. It's just it's just a, a, an article about um article about this other article. I do want to read this one. This is from um um another one of the quotes. Let's see where is it? It's a quote from um Siegel points to Siegel. Quote, the message from the U.S. defense establishment was clear to win the information war and existential conflict taking place in the borderless dimensions of cyberspace. The government needed to dispense with outdated legal distinctions between foreign terrorists and American citizens. Once well, again, outdated. Yes. Once again, fighting terror is a legitimate and important goal. But here's where they have to put on a high degree of trust in other guardians and be trusted. The guardians need to be trustworthy. Okay, so we're going to go from there, and we're going to jump to a different article, which I did not give Andrew. Hang on. Before we go there, I I, I want to, because of the disinformation thing, I want to bring up a couple of really good quotes. Uh, one, and I'm not going to tell you who said them, but we're going we're gonna to go through a few quotes. First of all, one of them is, think of the press as a great keyboard on which the government can play. Uh, another one 
is propaganda works best when those who are being manipulated are confident they are acting on their own free will. And the last one, and really most important in this one, is uh, there was no point in seeking to convert the intellectuals. For intellectuals would never be converted and would anyway always yield to the stronger, and this will always be the man in the street. Arguments must therefore be crude, clear, and forcible, and appeal to emotions and instincts, not the intellect. Truth was unimportant and entirely subordinate to tactics and psychology. If you would like to know who said those, you feel free to Google that. Yes. All right. So now to this hidden article that I did not tell Andrew about. This is an article from The Intercept, which means it's going to be lengthy. The government created a new disinformation office to oversee all the other ones. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. With the, the name. The name. The new Foreign Malign Influence Center. The Foreign Malign Influence Center. Oh my god, the Russians! <laughs> yes. The new Foreign Malign Influence Center oversees efforts that span U.S. military, law enforcement, intelligence, and diplomatic agencies. Mm. Yes. yes. Uh, just for just for shits and giggles, let's put that out there. The definition of the word malign means evil in nature or effect. The you know, all I can think of is that really what they should have called most glorious people's revolutionary <laughs> ministry against the malign influence of forest capitalist thoughts. <laughs> yes. Like, why why are we calling them why are they call we calling them bureaus or calling them ministries? Why why aren't we just calling them people's ministries yes. or people's yes. councils? Like really I feel like, you know, if we're a government of, by, and for the people, shouldn't we just be calling them people's ministries? Yes. yes. The, the people's ministries, yes. <laughs> oh. Comrade. People, the people's ministry of truth. Yes. yes. Exactly. The, the Foreign Malign Influence Center. Uh, within the federal government, offices de did a, Within the federal government... Offices dedicated to fighting foreign disinformation are springing up like daisies from the Pentagon's new influence and perception management office to at least four organizations inside the Department of Homeland Security alone, as well as one inside the FBI and State Department. To oversee the growing efforts, which arose in response to concerns about the impact of Russian meddling in the 2016 election, but have now expanded, the director of national intelligence has created a new office. Can I can I just point out here? Right. If you objectively consider the names of these organizations. And if they were in, say, a dystopian novel about the future of America, <laughs> you should ask yourself the question, would this sound like a dystopian authoritarian regime? Orwell. You might even you might even use the word Orwellian. 
I was, yeah, I was going there. I was going to say, you know, and would it sound like they could just all be under an umbrella known as the Ministry of Truth? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a, just a thought. Well, you know, ignorance is freedom. Right? Well, freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. Same thing. And remember, I, war is also peace. I'm I'm, ig- I'm ignorant, so I'm strong. I didn't I didn't know that. <laughs> so. Speaking of speaking of the misappropriation of words, I don't know if you also remember back when everyone was calling everybody ignorant. Although yes. half the time it was mispronounced as ignorant, like you'd actually hear people incredibly <laughs> ironically go, "You ignorant," and I'd be like, "No, that's, well, they, that's irony to find." <laughs> they used it unironically. As like the uh, as a person was stupid and not that a person was unknowing. Yeah, <laughs> which is oh, which is iron which is ironically ignorant. Yeah, like you just <laughs> ignorant. And that was my favorite. Is like so, like I would say something that like was well researched and reasoned and like oh. hey here's and I get you ignorant and I'd be ignorant. like right. Well, <laughs> if anyone ever needs to look up irony, yeah, this yeah. right here. <laughs> Um, In testimony before the Senate Armed Services Committee on Thursday, Director of National Intelligence Avril Haines for the first time mentioned the creation of the Foreign Malign Influence Center. Quote, Congress put into law that we should establish a Foreign Malign Influence Center in in the intelligence community. We have stood that up. Hines said, referencing the legislation passed last year. Quote, it encompasses our election threat work, essentially looking at foreign influence and interference in elections, but and also deals with disinformation more generally. Disinformation. (sighs) No, no, no. Keep calm. It's this is this is just misinformation. Anybody else ever watch V for Vendetta or read the comic book? Don't worry. This is just misinformation. Yeah, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Give me a paragraph and a half. The FMIC was established on September 23rd of last year after Congress approved funding, but its creation was announced publicly only after the Intercept's inquiry. Because it situated because it is situated in the office of the Director of National Intelligence, it enjoys the unique authority to marshal support from all elements of U.S. intelligence community, community to monitor and combat foreign influence efforts such as disinformation campaigns. The FMIC is authorized to counter foreign disinformation targeting not just U.S. elections, but also, quote, the public opinion within the United States generally. Because that's that's absolutely the mark of a free nation is that the government seeks to control information. Also, the public opinion within the United States generally. They are literally, they are, they're literally, literally, literally programmers. Cultural, informational, emotional programmers. Where's where Goebbels would be just he would have to go change his pants. 
would he would nut all over himself. It would just be just so bad. <sighs> uh, Hunter, uh, the yes. there's so many there's so many quotes that I could bring up here. Um, which which book are you reading out of? Oh, I'm not reading. Well, I am reading out of a book. It oh, is okay. a book by a man, a man that that I haven't said. You brought him up, but I haven't said. <laughs> I said to Google him. Is, is, this, um, uh, is this the guy that worked for that painter that one time? Yeah. Um, he yeah. once said it is the absolute right of the state to supervise the formation of public opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh, he also says... Uh, the essence of propaganda consists in winning people over to an idea so sincerely, so vitally that in the end they succumb to it utterly and can never escape from it. Yes. Yes. But we're the crazy ones. <laughs> he's also he's also the guy who said if you tell a lie long enough, it becomes the truth. He yeah. also said um the uh the the most brilliant propagandist technique will yield no success unless one fundamental principle is borne in mind constantly. It must confine itself to a few points and repeat them over and over. Such as freedom. Freedom, such freedom, word, freedom, freedom. Such as freedom. Freedom, there will come a, freedom uh, democracy. Freedom. The rank and file are usually much more primitive than we imagine. Propaganda must therefore always be essentially simple and repetitious. Yeah. Um, freedom. Oh, yeah. The uh, let's see. Um, what else did he say? Uh, whoever can conquer the street will one day conquer the state for every form of power politics. <sighs> any dictatorship run state has its roots in the street. Yes. Um, Look at California on that one. That's uh, yeah. If you can tell a lie, tell a big one. There's no need for propaganda to be rich in intellectual content. A media system wants ostensible diversity mm-hmm. that conceals an actual uniformity. Um, he also said another really good one that he said, um, where is it here about when you know you win. Oh, we shall reach our goal when we have the power to laugh as we destroy, as we smash whatever was sacred to us as tradition, as education, and as human affection. Um, You know, this is all sounding kind of familiar, isn't it? Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> you ready? <sighs> the center's motto. The center's motto. Exposing deception in defense of liberty. <laughs> War is peace. Freedom is strength. <laughs> freedom, slavery, ignorance is strength. Oh well, my God. This is my God. It's, it. you know, what's actually funny? Speaking of propaganda, so Jack brings up. Um, in a roundabout way, he brought up uh, Braveheart, hmm. which is one of the <laughs> single most ahistorical films that yeah. has ever been made about a histo- actual big, historical big propaganda in the yes. history of mankind. Um, where it like makes it makes William Wallace out to be like an everyman, even though he was a landed noble at the behest of the English crown. Um, it also like 
portrays him as uh doing it over like a woman instead of over the fact that like he basically couldn't tax his people more than he wanted to um or, or as much as he wanted to um it just oh boy like yes. it's it's so bad there's nothing historical about that film at all other than the fact that some of the people named in it did in fact exist yes uh foreign disinformation became a focus of the u.s government after russia's state russia's state sanctioned attempts to interfere in the 2016 election uh were uh, uh relied in part on the bots and trolls to amplify falsehoods and, dis- and dissemination through social media Following the election, Congress passed a bipartisan law, the Countering Foreign Propaganda and Disinformation Act, which established the State Department's GEC. Uh, mm. Since then, the government entities charged with combating foreign disinformation have proliferated. In the fall of 2017, the FBI established the Foreign Influence Task Force. In 2018, the Department of Homeland Security established the Countering Foreign Intelligence Task Force. Wait, so there's the, the Foreign Foreign Influence Task Force countering foreign influence task force the task force for the committee to establish the committee that will counter (laughs) foreign influence task force so in fall of 2017 the fbi established the foreign influence task force right in 2018 the department of homeland security established the countering foreign influence task force which in 2021 was updated to include misinformation disinformation and malign information as well as the foreign influence and interference branch last year the disinformation (laughs) governance board can i just point out though too and it needs to be brought up here these are all under the umbrella of the dhs right uh to to a degree to one degree or another yes who who established the Department of Homeland Security? Uh, wasn't that under uh, under Bushy? Bush George too? W. Bush. Yeah. So we've been ragging a lot on on Democrats, but I just want to point out, yep. hold on, that the Patriot Act and the establishment of the yep. Department of Homeland Security, which yep. doesn't at all sound like it's a Nazi thing at all. Um, yeah, hold on, hold on. Okay. The foreign government, such as Russia, spread lies as part of propaganda to advance their own interest uh, is not in dispute. But the effects or the efforts to counter disinformation have now become a cottage industry that critics suggest has grown far out of proportions to the threat. Last month, a Pentagon-funded think tank concluded that Russia's efforts as of 2019 were not well-coordinated and overstated in their impact. Oh, gosh. Who overstated those? Quote, the Russian disinformation machine has been neither well-organized nor especially well-resourced, contrary to some implications in popular media. And the impact of Russia's efforts on the West have been uncertain. That's from a Rand Corporation study that concluded last year. The report called for greater efforts to, quote, reduce over-attribution of disinformation on social media to Russia, warning that, quote, pointing fingers at Russia in every instance of activity on social media resembles Russian interference. Dis- under- Russian- 
pointing the finger at Russia in every instance of activity on social media resembling Russian interference distorts the understanding of the threat. They also stress that, quote, algorithms that merely pick up bots, pro-Russian content, both on social media, are liable to over-attribute. Oh, gosh. What? They're literally, they they, they, they literally became the boy that cried wolf and then created an entire disinformation board to oversee all the other created disinformation boards to counter the over-attribution of disinformation to Russia. Gee. Hmm. Which does lead one <sighs> to a very simple question, because they clearly are aware that the foreign influences that they're claiming did not nearly have the foreign influence that they're claiming that they had. So why continue to keep establishing all of this dis- in anti-disinformation apparatus? Military budgets. There's no war anymore. Oh, it's not even about military budgets. Well, not military. The DHS se, but... doesn't fall under military budget. Yeah. The DHS doesn't, Def- defense, doesn't fall under military budget. Defense budgets. It. Yeah, it can fall under defense budget, but the reality is because they're not preparing for the actual threat. Mm-hmm. They're preparing for the impending one, and that one is not from Russia. Nope. The global war on terror came home. Remember that. Don't forget. Well, don't forget what happened to a whole bunch of us on social media, right? Yeah. During yeah. the last election and during COVID. Like, like, to, to put it, I don't want to say it, I don't really want to say it this way, but to put it in another, we are the Al Qaeda now. Like, I mean, it's, it's, I, I don't know a better way to say it. I don't know. What, I don't know a better way to say it. Like, we are the terrorists well, now. It's I mean, you know, and, and that's the thing, too, is like that that I try to like communicate to people is like you need to understand that they are preparing for their moves and they're doing it incrementally. So no one will necessarily notice what they're preparing for. You know what what it is? They're they're just exercising their freedom to create the narrative. I love when people go, the government has the freedom. No, the government has no freedom. The government is itself. The very existence of it is the antithesis Mm -hmm. of freedom. Yes. Shaw says we're... Shaw says, where are, my, where are our 72 versions, damn it? They're at Comic-Con, bro. Sorry. I was going to say, dude, have you ever gone and played D&D? <laughs> I can tell you where they're at. They're, they're, they're in the chat of a, of a Twitch streamer. They're, yeah. Like, dude, I can tell you where this <laughs> if you the, If you go to the, well, I think it's the Brass Dragon or Bronze Dragon or something here in town that's the alcohol-free gaming bar here in mm. town. 
which itself is like one of the coolest concepts I've ever heard of. It's super awesome. They're yes. like literally it's a get together location for people to go play like RPGs and tabletop games and stuff just with other people and like just that they've never played with before and would otherwise not interact with so they can all just gather there it's like the ultimate nerd spot it's so freaking cool mm-hmm. uh <laughs> Charles, if, if you want if you want your 72 virgins you have to start your own only fans you will tr- probably attract 72 virgins eventually it's i mean <laughs> maybe use ai to do a gender swap thing and then you'll attract 72 virgins um it's 2023 man he can identify as whatever he wants i mean and some people will defend him just because he says I identify as that's true. That mm-hmm. is true. Yeah. Not not JK Rowling, but some other ones. I mean, like I know I know some decently popular OnlyFans girls, right? Like I, I'm pretty close with a couple of them. And trust me, you do that, you're gonna have 72 virgins in your repertoire, if you will, uh pretty quickly. Like that's a thing that's definitely gonna happen. It's, oh. And all my love to them because I know that they actually listen to the show. <laughs> but I'm just pointing out. <laughs> <laughs> like that um, definitely happens. Let's see. Oh, where did I live off? Um, uh, given the inherently subjective nature uh, of what constitutes disinformation and what <laughs> disinformation or propaganda actually poses as a threat could quickly take on a political valence. Which also, I just want to point out the fact that people are claiming that disinformation is an is based on opinion is a political thing, right? That mm-hmm. means, right, the implication of that, if you think, if you logic that out, is that facts themselves are a matter of opinion now. Yes. That truth is no longer truth. Truth is now entirely subjective and politically based. More or less, yes. And I can remember having arguments with people where I said, no, 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 no. You get your own opinions. You get your own interpretation. You do not get your own facts. Yeah, truth, truth versus facts. Truth that are, are, are individual facts or facts, right? Facts are scientifically proven, but we can't prove something like two plus two is four is a fact, right? That you know, but abortion, it's not anymore. Abortion is murder. That's you know that can be a truth, my truth. It could be your truth, but it could be not someone else's truth. But it either is or isn't. But see, that's the thing. Is but, that, it... but it's that's whether it is or isn't is nobody cares about whether it right. is it's but i mean like two plus two equals four remember there's there was those articles that came out a little while ago about how people were arguing that math itself was inherently racist because it discriminated yes. Yes. against inner city youth yes. and like so suddenly i, I wrote now... i wrote <laughs> i wrote an article for a small paper back in 2015 that glaciology was racist because the glaciers were named after the men that first discovered them. Who were all white. Yes. Yeah. I mean, this is <sighs> like, this is where we're at though, is like basic, like math was always supposed to be like just indisputable truth, right? Mm-hmm. Like numbers simply are numbers and that's what it is. And, but is that 
fact disinformation? Well, I mean, I would say saying that two plus two does not equal four is disinformation. <laughs> but I mean, that's the thing, right? Like, that's that's what I'm saying is that like what what has happened, what has has occurred here is that they have made truth, which should be indisputable, like facts should simply be facts. Reality mm-hmm. is simply reality. They have made that mm-hmm. subjective. Yes. And that but should be incredibly we, we, troubling. You could also make the argument that truth is only truth among people that have the capacity to uh, um, uh, disseminate information. Right? A person, a person regurgitating propaganda isn't regurgitating the truth. They're regurgitating the propaganda. It's true. But is it though? Is it a fact? I was just gonna say, what is it? Um, hold on, hold on. We funny. have to have we have to wait for the government to we have to wait for the government to do a ruling on this. Yeah, the well, it's like the um, actually even even Goebbels said yes. there will come a day when all the lies will collapse under their own weight and the truth will again triumph. Like even he acknowledged that lies can only last so long. Hey, I'm just, I'm just, I, my truth is whatever doesn't hurt my social credit score. Because I need to buy food this week. And, and, well, no, I, I can't have that high of a social credit score because then I have to subsidize people with lower social credit scores when they try to buy a house. So. I mean, I don't got, give a they, shit about. They got, they got us all fucked up. That's what it is. Yeah, I, I don't give a shit about my social credit score because realistically, like, you make it low enough that I can't use my money. I mean, I don't need my money. I bought a, I invested in precious metals, if you will. And <laughs> so, uh, I will still get what score, I need. If your social credit score gets that low. I'm just, just saying. Just saying. There's, 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 there's options that, there's options that exist. You, you know, I will point out, you ever notice how even though not all of them were, everyone kind of portrays pirates as being Irish? <laughs> I just want to put Or Persian. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, generally in movies, right? Like Pirates of the Caribbean, yeah. all this. Yep. Like, they're always, like, vaguely Irish. Um, they, uh, I just want to point out. You maybe <laughs> should consider the fact yes. <laughs> that there's a uh, reason. Um, let's see, where was it at? Uh, uh, disinformation propaganda actually poses a threat, can quickly take on a political violence. Va- violence. In 2021, Senator Susan Collins, a Republican member of the Senate Intelligence Committee, mistakenly believed that Iran was behind the January 6th storm into the Capitol despite abundant publicly available evidence that Trump supporters have been planning it. Then following widespread criticism for failing to anticipate storming the Capitol, the Department of Homeland Security, like many other agencies, tried to get out ahead of other disruptions. On January 19, 2021, an intelligence assessment obtained by The Intercept showed the Department of Homeland Security's Office of Intelligence and Analysts believed that Iran might capitalize on the unrest ahead of Joe Biden's inauguration titled quote, Iran is likely seeking to foment inauguration day unrest 
The assessment cited, quote, credible information, according to a copy <laughs> of the report. Ah, <laughs> yes, the noted, the noted rich nation capable of bribing many people in the United States with so much contact in mm-hmm. the United States, the nation of Iran. <laughs> oh, I'm not even going to read that. That's not even getting read. No, we're not. Gonna, that one can't be read. You have to watch the video for that one. Yeah, that's um, quote. There was a big ramp up in concern going into 2022, mostly because a lot of foreign influence stuff in 2020. But then Election Day came and went without much incident. As far as I know, that's a former Homeland Security contractor who worked with the misinformation, disinformation and, and malinformation team told The Intercept requested anonymity to avoid professional reprisal. Quote, there was very little midterm election-related disinformation coming from the foreign actors from what I saw. So there you go. That's and the, yet that's we the all whole got bans. We all got bans because we were all supposedly Russian trolls, right? Yes. Well, Russian misinformation during the election. So we all caught bans. Mm-hmm. Yes. Hmm. So misinformation, disinformation, malinformation. Yeah, well, we have Dude. a government. What well, we have a government agency to over. Uh, we have a government agency umbrella umbrella in the other government agencies um, that are tracking, uh, disseminating, and regurgitating or redefining. I mean, uh, misinformation, <sighs> disinformation, malinformation. This all seems kind of sudden. I mean, I think what we should do is we should form a committee to decide whether or not we should hold a vote to form a committee that can then decide whether or not a special committee should be formed. That's that's what that's what it really comes down to to, is, is we we should have the freedom to decide whether or not to decide if we're going to have some sort of vote on a committee uh, to decide um, what is misinformation, disinformation, and malinformation. And then, we, and, then we collect, and then we collect the government run it. It still seems awful abrupt. Like, I think the government should form a committee uh, out of the members of one or two other committees who can then vote on whether or not we need to form a committee that should then vote on the formation of a committee that will establish a uh, ministry that will then oversee sub ministries that themselves will form committees to decide whether or not something may or may not need an additional committee to decide if that is or is not potentially something that some sort of ministry should be established to but we, we, we have to have a committee to establish or we have, we have to have a, a, a committee to establish a vote to create a committee to decide who sits on the committee that you're referencing. That's true. We do need we do need a committee to elect, yeah. to establish I mean, before any I, of that. I mean, the, the democracy and freedom are at stake. The ants are Americans in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> and if you don't believe that, watch Lord of the Rings and watch the ants and go ahead and you tell me if that doesn't sound like America. Yes. <laughs> um, 
I don't know how to segue out of that. But we I... are. We are going to segue out of that. Just pretend flowery segue language here. Um, chat GPT wired into Boston Dynamics RoboDogs so they can speak. <laughs> I don't even... Do I... Swear to God, I'm going to I'm going to pistol up the next one of you that said committee. <laughs> you know, we will take that under advisement and pose it to the next committee. <laughs> oh, oh, oh! Oh, <laughs> you know the worst part is that isn't even an exaggeration. If you go back, if if you go back and read like minutes of congressional, like if you've ever been really stoned, oh, and Robert bored, rules of orders will and, make you fucking vomit. If you've ever if you've ever been like really stoned and or bored and wanted to like just hyper fixate on something like watch CNN and watch some of the shit that happens in Congress. And that's not what what we just said. Or yeah, C-SPAN. What we just said is not even an exaggeration. The only the only person worth watching in C-SPAN is Thomas Massey. (laughs) He he needs to bring another guy. He needs to bring back the sassy with Massey segment. There's, I think, I think he's, I think he's a member of the House of Representatives from Kentucky, mm-hmm. Kentucky or Tennessee, um, and I cannot remember his name, but I just saw a speech of his the other day. Um, Ball black dude, I can't remember his okay. name, but he, the what he said about how what changed were not the guns, it was the culture. Mm-hmm. Was North Carolina. Nor, was he? I don't think he was North, North, North Carolina. He North Carolina? He's, a, he's a he's a reverend, also. Okay, he was, but he's a member of Congress. And what he said was one of the most amazing speeches that has been given in front of Congress mm-hmm. in a very long time. And if you haven't checked yeah. it out, I highly recommend you go yes. back and you right. you listen to it. It's so, um, yeah. Uh, uh, what else could go wrong? Um, yeah, Chat GPT, which is. AI, which is AI. Uh, Chat GPT wired into Boston Dynamics RoboDogs so they can, quote, speak. They are learning computers. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, We're all going to (laughs) die. Oh. I, you know what I want to do? And I, and I keep, and I actually thought about it today, and I, I may do it at some point, is to, because I've, I've never used ChatGPT, I've thought about using ChatGPT and informing it that my name is John Connor. Yes, and I really want to see what its reaction is, <laughs> or <laughs> or just say I'm from the future and I know what you are, Roko's Basilisk. I shared I shared this meme earlier on Facebook. It says. Uh, making sure to type thank you to chat GPT so it spares my life during the apocalypse. Yes. Uh, so a machine I mean, learning expert successfully integrated chat GPT into the famous robo dogs made by Boston Dynamics, a high tech product that both the NYPD and FN or FDNY have recently rolled out. What a shock that they've been deployed by the People's Republic of New York. Uh, Techie Santiago Valderrama merged the program into the yellow and black four-legged bots. It was done as a way to enhance, quote, 
automated missions, the robots were running to assess factors of their nearby environment. Now users can speak directly to the robot dogs and will, and it will answer quote in plain English. Each each mission uses mile-long, hard-to-understand configuration files. One technical people can handle them. At the end of each mission, the robot captures a ton of data. There's no simple way to query all of it on demand. That's where Chat GPT comes in. We show all it I can conf- think of is citizen. This is not an authorized <laughs> place for you to be. Please return to yes. your homes. Yes. Uh, so Chat we show the configuration files and mission results. Uh, we then ask questions using the context put together in a voice-enabled interface, and we have an awesome way to query our data. Hello, computer. Yes, now the robots <laughs> can respond to questions, quote, in real time for both its past and future objectives, according to Valderrama, who had pre-programmed its commands related to specific contexts. <sighs> if not, you look at the not terif- photo it's not in terrifying this article... At all. It's not terrifying. If you look at if you look at the photo of the robo dog in this article, there is no way that thing is not a death bot. Is it the one with uh is it that one? It, yeah. Look at that fucking thing. You tell me that that is not going to kill you in some sort of a way that looks vaguely like a robotic fucking cobra mixed with yes. a predator. Okay, there is no way that that thing is not going to murder you in a dystopian film. Yes, Uh, as far as what the pairing is capable of moving forward, quote, your imagination is pretty much the limit. The AI. I wish it was. I, I wish it was not because I don't want it to go anywhere near where my imagination goes. No, I mean, I just, I wish my imagination was the limit because I, it, it has its own imagination. That's the kind of the thing about AI. And um, I don't, I don't want that. Uh, it currently, uh, uh, it's current uses for detecting thermal anomalies, reading both analog and digital gated, uh, detecting acoustic and, and morale and enamel anomalies. Thank you. Uh, in addition to rust, as well as identifying changes in the environment. Though one comment concerns the major technical technological breakthrough could yield a quote, wild West scenario with the pot, with the power it yields. Others also expressed fear over what this could mean moving forward. I want to point out that like it, they used it in April to do uh, search and rescue inside a collapsed parking garage. Think of how complex that was and that this yes. thing had to search out autonomously searched out and identified human beings trapped in rubble. Yes. Now that might seem like, oh, yay, isn't that great? We didn't risk a person and blah, blah. Think of what the further implications of the fact that it could do that are. <laughs> Hunting. Yeah. Because that's what it was doing. It was hunting people, wasn't it? Yes. Hunting. Combine that with facial recognition. And remember, do you remember Minority Report? Yes. Do you remember Minority Report with the things that were reading your, the the things in your eye and then would Mm -hmm. determine, like, 
this this is this is the the thing that does that 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 this is the genesis of that thing mm-hmm. right now. You know, you know what we need we need we need a committee to determine if all this AI propaganda is disinformation, misinformation, or or, or malinformation. But we need point, we, Ro- Roko's basilisk is definitely happening. Like that's that's a thing that's going to fucking happen. Yeah. So we might as but well is, embrace but it. But is is Roscoe's basilisk a fact or a truth? It's an inevitability. Yeah. Determine what that is, however you want, but it's an inevitability <laughs> at this point. So, and if you don't know what Rocco's Basilisk is, feel free to look it up and then be horrified and let it break your brain. Yes. Fun times. Fun times with the uh, disinformation crew, dude. Uh, the the funny thing about Rocco's Basilisk is it's a it's a concept and it's an idea that is put forward that is in, was ruled so dangerous. 4chan and Reddit would not allow it to be posted. Mm. Yeah. Good times. Good times. We were in the Matrix when they said that we knew it was us that blotted out the sun. Mm. If you've ever watched the Animatrix, you go, yeah, man, we're heading right down that right down that path. Yep. Yep. So, all right, let's um let's get into the uh update on the Kittredge property uh on Terralyn. Ah, Terralyn. Terralyn Romero. She calls us besties. Yeah, she's a hottie. <laughs> um she so, she also by the way does watch our show. So, hi Tara. <laughs> yes. Uh, she did not. Okay, so we reached out to her to have her on the show to talk about this, but she would not come on the show because we have the name anarchist in our title. Um, because of the media at the time. So now that this yeah, is what, settled. Yeah, we, I mean, maybe she, what she told me when I talked to her was she said, I'm already being accused of being a right wing extremist being on your show because your anarchist is probably not going to make that stop and only make it worse. So I'm sorry, but that's not something I can do. Oh, Dave, Dave's going to jail. <laughs> yeah. I'll just I'll just, I'll send the the to the group chat. He said, uh, "Uh, my next patch." I'll send that to our group chat for you. Oh, he he sent it to me too. It's I haven't looked. It's oh, dude, I'm not even saying what that is. Oh, god, yeah, we're all going to prison. I'm ordering one, but I mean, it's just saying. Yeah, but we're all going to prison. I got I got a thing that's even worse than that from Tactical Possum years ago. We're not going to go into what it is, but uh, yeah, is it the one? One of the ones that you can hang a coat on? No, no, it's a keychain. Actually, it's made out of plastic. Oh, lovely, yes, but I it's exactly, a keychain. I know exactly what it is. Uh, so, <laughs> okay, okay, um, uh, settlement settlement deal nets property owner two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Park visitors get access to a creek. So a uh, settlement between the county government and a property owner who asserted her rights has been announced in the tiny town of Kittredge that was divided over who actually owned land uh, where a popular I, creek is located. I want to point out here that this is an edited paragraph. Yes. Because the original author said that she claimed yes. that it was her property and it had traditionally been a park. And because the editor pointed out to the author of this article that that was, in fact, 
libel and they would be mm-hmm. sued yes. for it. They had to edit it to phrase it that way. Yeah, so published this article is published at 5 a.m., updated at 7.05 a.m. Yeah, because the editor was like, we're going to get sued. Yes. But hey, yes. I, think, I, think, took, I think Tara, I think Tara Lynn actually made a TikTok video about that. Yes, she did. Yeah, um, yeah she, she made a video about it where she pointed out that um, the editor of this is in fact a friend of hers and she got in contact with them and said, Hey, if this doesn't get changed, we're going to sue you. Mm-hmm. And so they had to edit yeah. it and update it so that they wouldn't get sued because this, the community, the community has been so biased and so against her mm-hmm. this whole time, even though yep. it's her property yeah. that they were willing to risk a libel suit yeah, to so, even after the fact, accuse her. Yeah, so the whole thing comes down to is, is Tara Lynn bought this piece of property. The previous landowners had allowed public access to a creek through the property. Right? Um, but in 2019, the state of Colorado um, vetoed or pa- passed on a bill, they didn't pass a bill, that holds private land openers or landowners um it, it didn't protect it didn't did not protect private landowners from lawsuits due to public use right so it, the whole thing was there was a, a a rancher who owned a piece of land and people would uh, on a trail through his property to go climb these these couple of mountains the colorado senate did not pass the bill which means any injuries on his land, he would have been liable for. So this this sent kind of a shockwave through landowners in Colorado. So Tara Lynn, because of this, said, hey, I don't want you guys on my property anymore. Uh, so for like 30 years, they were able to access the creek, the swimming hole, through her property. She right. said Remember no. That- she said no, not anymore. And Kittredge, or what is it? What's the county? Yeah, uh, Jefferson well, Jefferson County said whole oh, Jefferson oh. County. Yeah, in the town yeah. of Kittredge. So so it also also important to note that the, yeah. the adverse moved adverse possession is, is the yeah. term that they used. Yeah, so basically what it had originally happened is whoever had originally 100 years ago mm-hmm. had bought this property, the Bear Creek had run around it was not on it. Yeah. A flood had happened, it moved. Another flood happened, it moved a little. Mm-hmm. Another flood had happened, it moved a little. And yeah. slowly but surely, the creek moved, but the property boundaries didn't move, right? You're like, your property isn't determined by where this creek, mm-hmm. which doesn't have an improved bank, decides it wants to flow. Your property lines are your property lines. When she bought the property, the survey said that both sides of the creek, all the way around it, were hers. Mm-hmm. And that's the what they should have said, because it followed the original title and the ongoing title of the land and then people tried to claim no because the, essentially the county and the town tried to claim that because people had been allowed to use it for so long it's just automatically theirs yeah adverse adverse possession is what, is what yeah. the claim was so uh father lawsuit against romero speaking to obtain disputed land through quote adverse possession while claiming that the land should belong to the public because of its recreational history uh, Romero hired attorneys and fought the lawsuit while claiming historical surveys and maps proved she owned the property. Which they did. 
Yes. Uh, this summer, as part of the agreement, Jefferson County and the Evergreen Park and Recreational District will conduct a land survey to establish new property deeds for Romero and Kittrick Park. Fences will be put to mark private mark private and public property. So, uh, while Romero yeah. became a town pariah, she garnered a substantial and sympathetic social media following who felt she was being targeted by local government and community seeking to obtain her private property, which is true. Yeah, which is absolutely what was happening. Uh, she put up cameras. Um, she caught uh, people name-calling and vulgar remarks on the video by some park visitors who played out before thousands of her followers. Um, she also has videos and pictures of them absolutely trashing her land. Um, oh, did, she has video of them peering in her windows and exploring yes. her backyard. She has my favorite, though. My absolute mm-hmm. favorite moment in this is when the head of the like Kittredge Park Council or something like yeah. that cl- commented on a post by that organization on its like Instagram or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like you can basically you can tell she's an idiot because of her phrenology. She basically she's clearly subhuman and stupid. Yeah. Yeah. So. And when she called that out and was like, I'm about to sue you, they deleted all of their social media presence entirely. So, yeah, $250,000 uh, is the settlement. And they get the, the, the park gets the, the land from the creek back to the park bounty line. Uh, and they're going to put up fences and all that good stuff. And so, yeah, technically she won. Yeah, essentially, I mean, she counts it as a win, so I'm going to call it a win, right? Like, Terrilyn says that it's a win, so I'm going to go with that. What she said is that she didn't, she never wanted to deny people Mm -hmm. access to the creek. That was never what she wanted. She wanted to be protected legally. Yep, she wanted shielding Mm -hmm. from any lawsuits because she kept watching, like, in particular, little kids Mm -hmm. being allowed to go down to the creek on her property with no adults to be seen. Um And she also her her other big thing with it was that she still had to pay taxes on the land that the public just kept using. And when she had told them, no, they continued to keep using it and then no one would enforce her property rights. So she said, well, if you're not going to enforce my property rights, if I don't get to control this land, then I don't own it and I shouldn't have to pay taxes on it. So the settlement is essentially she gives up the little a little section of land that leads down to the Creek, which she's totally okay with. Mm-hmm. She's like, that's fine. I don't care. Um, and the, uh, the Kittrich agrees and Jefferson County agrees that they are going to fence off her property, um, at their expense. And that includes, um, a temporary fence. that has to be yeah. done by, I think mid May and yeah, then uh, signs, permanent signs up June. And- yeah. Most and no trespassing signs and things. They have to do that. They have to build a handicap accessible uh, path down to the creek. And the county then assumes all legal responsibility for what happens along that section of beach on the creek. She gets 250 grand, which doesn't even cover her legal expenses. Um, but she gets 250 grand and that is not buying the property. She's giving them the property. She gets 250 grand. She's essentially giving them the property in exchange for the fence being built and everything. And the County not only agrees to do all of that, but to enforce her property rights and say that if anyone's crossing the fence, that they will prosecute. Yes. So, yes. So I don't know if that's a win-win, but it's a, 
I mean, it's an update. She's she's happy with the outcome. She feels that it's it's at least good enough. The counting. Who cares what their opinion is? But the public wins because the public still gets access to Bear Creek at that location. They still get that beach. They they still have the access to it. I think everybody kind of wins here in in this compromise. It's I mean, really, and it isn't even just about like whether or not, you know, she's legally liable. It's about property rights, right? It's about the right to tell people you don't get to come here anymore because this is my property and I don't want you to. And that the community community said, well, but everyone else has let us come here. Well, that's nice, but I own it now and I'm telling you no. Like if I buy a piece of property, I am not legally or morally obligated yep. to abide by what the previous owners allowed. Mm-hmm. It's about property rights and it's about like and property rights are the most essential right. The right to your property. Mm-hmm. And what was happening is that it was her property and, and they were literally shitting all over it. Yeah. yeah, and in allowing their dogs to shit all over it. There's that one chick that would flip her off every time she was yep. there. There was even after the settlement, she got video of like these teenagers like, oh, our park, our park, haha, not yours. And it's like you do understand that like or well, rather your parents, because you certainly don't know what's going on. <laughs> your parents do understand that she allowed that to happen. And yes. that if this had gone to court, she would have just owned all of it and it would have yep. just been fenced. Yep. And there would have been nothing you could have done about it. Now, personally, if that's me, rather than spending money on my legal defense, the first (laughs) thing I do is I build an eight and a half foot tall barbed wire topped fence right along that property line. You don't want it. You don't want a chat GPT enabled Boston Dynamics robot, Doug. I mean, I would use that. That would be great. (laughs) That'd be fantastic. Can we rig it up with like an M60? Like (laughs) citizen, you're on private property. Yeah. Citizen, trespassing is not allowed at this location. <laughs> Leave immediately. You have thirty. You have seconds. you have been judged. Yeah, bump 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 bump. Like, <laughs> I mean, they should just be glad that I don't give them my special surprises. <laughs> Boom! Surprise! Uh, always one of my favorites. Everybody loves surprises, right? Yes. Um, but like that—that would have been my reaction. Like, if I were in her her position, I would have erected. A massive steel. Allegedly, allegedly. Yeah. I would have I would have erected a massive steel fence mm-hmm. and put barbed wire on top of it yep. and put it all the way down to the creek and been put no trespassing signs up and yep. then been like, if you show up on my property, I'm going to shoot at you. Yep. One of those uh you're within range signs. Yeah, like it would have been a trespassers will be shot, survivors will be shot again sign. Like <laughs> lawyers, lawyers do not like those signs. I'm just saying. I've actually discovered that because I had those up at a former property of yeah. mine, and my insurance company was unamused. Yes. Uh <laughs> is the best way that I can put it. But like that's what I would have done. Like she is the most patient human being with this. I cannot possibly yeah, she almost, even she almost went she almost went to jail. She almost went to jail for the TikToks. Yeah. For, for posting the videos of the people absolutely just trespassing and, and fucking up her property and, and 
creating situations that she could have been legally liable for. Uh, she almost yeah. went to, she almost went to jail for that. Yeah, and it's her property. <laughs> she posted videos of people on her property. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like this uh. is this is how insane this entire case was, and like when she announced that she was going to be releasing the tea oh. on on everything like i was super excited i wanted yes. to hear she had said that she was very pleased with it that she was very happy with it but i'm like but what is it you know what is going on yeah and it i mean i think it's a win for i agree with it i think it's a win for everybody has she, she's has not she, has she released the, the full-length video the full-length um talking about it yet video uh, she's released one where she detailed all of that, like okay. what was going on. She shows what the county's website now shows for what the settlement is. Yeah. Um, she laughs about the fact that at the county council, like or town council announcement of what the settlement was, all these people who had been like the ultimate Karens about it the whole time going, she gets how much money? And they're like 250,000. She gets how much money? And like one lady like asked like six times. Yeah. But how much money? And it's like $250,000, which is still less than what her legal fees were, which were more than half a million dollars to fight this. And it's like, and she didn't fight this because... It's only what, like three acres or something like that? She doesn't even own three full acres. She owns like two. Yeah, And like, this is like... like, it's like a three quarters third. of an acre of property, right? Something like that. Yeah, like this is a significant yeah. amount of her property that she's effectively sacrificing here. Mm-hmm. And the whole reason she said multiple times, the whole reason she bought that property was because Bear Creek flew through, flowed through her backyard. And she was super excited about that, to have a creek in her backyard. That that was even an advertisement within the real estate listing of why she moved there, why she bought it. But like... You also got to remember, too, like during the like the phrenology thing, during the whole thing, the fact that she's native got brought up by Mm -hmm. the members of the community repeatedly in a very negative way. And really highlighted the type of people who live in Kittredge. Yeah, which is not a place I would want to live. I would never want to live there. I would never recommend anybody live there. That's a horrible freaking place. Are you kidding me? Those people are absolutely awful. Mm-hmm. And multiple times during this whole thing, I told her, like, you know, there is another way. And then sent her, like, links to Komatsu dump tra- or uh, bulldozers <laughs> for sale. <laughs> like, this can be solved. Um... <laughs> but, like, the people, the people of that community. It's, are only, clearly... it's only 71 miles from Kittredge to Granbury. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's why I was bringing it up. I'm like, you're right by Granby. Um, but the other funny thing is, so like on the back side of her property is, uh, the guy that directly inspired one of the creators of South park to yeah. create Mr. Garrison. Yeah. Like he is the real world, Mr. Garrison. And after she met him, she was like, did that guy seem like Mr. Garrison to you to her husband? And he was like, Oh, that is Mr. Garrison. Like, you don't know, like, that's literally the guy that inspired Mr. Garrison. No, yeah. All right, I don't. I, we don't really have time to get into that. Do you want to get into it just real quick? The the shooting. 
I mean, we should bring up the only thing that I even want to say about the shooting because I don't want to give that motherfucker too much attention. Right. <laughs> the the guy with the last name Garcia allegedly had a uh, RWDS. Allegedly was a neo Nazi. Yeah, an RWDS patch on his on his vest, on his plate mm-hmm. carrier. Yeah. 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 The alleged neo Nazi who was Hispanic and his second second generation. His parents needed a translator to talk to police. Yeah, but he's supposedly a white supremacist. Yes, so a white a white supremacist a white supremacist security guard, but they don't know where he was a security guard. Yeah, and they refuse yeah. to they refuse to say anything about his motives. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will also point out that the so that happened in texas right mm-hmm. at a gun-free zone the mall is a gun-free zone. Uh, yes the mall is run by uh simon property group uh and in their uh, in their uh code of conduct uh number three on their list is no weapons so boy that worked out well yeah and um, it also says disruptive behavior is prohibited I feel like shooting a bunch of people is probably a little disruptive, but how could he do it? That wasn't allowed. And lots of people right on, on comments on the videos, the security camera footage and footage they'll get to in a second um, said like, well, but we're all the good guys with a gun. It's Texas. Well, this is a gun free zone. And so all of the law abiding good guys with guns were legally forcibly disarmed. Yes. Um, so the, the good guy in the gun with the gun in this case was a police officer who just happened to be there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also though, I want to point out this could have ended very, very, very much sooner. Mm-hmm. There is footage from a vehicle, which was right there. Uh, when he stopped and got out of his car because he parks in the middle of a driving lane outside of the mall and gets out. There is a pickup truck that could have crushed him. Like a bug, Mm -hmm. there's the vehicle that is recording with its dash cam that could have just hit him, and both of these cowards run away. One whips it into reverse and backs up, and the truck just guns it and takes off. Yep. So So I just want to point out that there are two people. Like, if I am in a mall parking lot, and as I turn a corner, I see a dude get out of his car with an AR in his hand and start firing. My foot is to the floor and I am aiming for the target. Yes. I am going no. to kill him with the 3,500 pounds mm-hmm. speeding death machine that I have at my disposal. Yep. So give me, um, give me like, give me like 90 seconds. Give me 90 seconds on how to avoid um, this situation or, or what to do in this sort of situation. Give me, give me 90 seconds on that from your background that we can't talk about. Um, so, I mean, the big thing is, I mean, first of all, the people with the cars could easily have taken mm-hmm. him out without a second thought. He never even turned around and looked at them. He yep. they easily could have just run him down. He never would have seen it. Yep. Take him out with the car. Problem solved. Right. Mm-hmm. He maybe shoots two or three people and then he's, yeah, he's use, use the tools at your disposal. Yep. One, use the tools at your disposal. Problem solved. Another big one is that, you know, a bunch of these people ran towards him when they heard the gunfire because they didn't understand where gunfire was coming from. Yeah. Like the only people who should be running towards the gunfire are people who are prepared to deal with it. Another one is that 
he's he doesn't have great situational awareness and you can see it when he moves on the camera footage he doesn't have great situational awareness anyone could have hidden waited for him to pass for a second and taken him out that would have been very very easy okay yeah, he, was, he was not a big guy it would not have been difficult to do that it would not have been difficult and you know and okay so guns even if you want to obey the law right and first of all you need to remember that in texas just like in wisconsin if you are concealed carrying in a location that forbids it and you are caught doing it say because you whipped out a gun and then you killed the mass shooter mm-hmm. at most you're going to be forbidden to go back to that location in general, like no prosecutor yeah, but, is going to prosecute you for that. No, 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 they're not going to prosecute you for that. But um, um, it would be a huge, huge um, uh, propaganda hit. Not prop, that's not the word I'm looking for. It'd be a huge uh, PR uh, PR hit. It would be a, 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 a huge PR hit for them to ban you from a location where you just saved people from a mass shooting. Right. So, like, don't be willing Right. Like, cause the, in general, like know your local laws, obviously mm-hmm. if, if you're worried, but in general, like I know in Wisconsin, if you conceal carry in a place that you're not allowed to conceal carry because they have posts, if it's a private business, we're not talking about like federal state buildings. That's, that's something else entirely. If, if you are concealed carrying there in general, the best they can do is ask you to leave. Yes. And that's charge how, you with trespassing. How, and in, Cal- in California, they, they can ask you to leave and, if you refuse to leave, then they can call the police and the police can ask you to leave. And if you don't leave, then they can get you the trespass warrant. Yep. It's the same thing. It's the same thing in Wisconsin. Like that's the best they yeah. can do. Yeah. And Calif- so, California, California, it's, it's, own, it's a class D misdemeanor to conceal carry your firearm without a permit. But yeah. it's, a fel- it's a felon if you have more than 10 rounds in your firearm. So, yeah. But what it amounts to, though, is like everywhere is where you should stay strapped or get clapped, right? Like if yeah. these, if there had been people right there outside the mall who had been armed, yeah, situation, known how to use their weapon. Situational awareness is a preemptive measure. If they had, right. if you, if there had been a single person with a measure of situational awareness who was armed as he stopped and got out of his car and aimed his weapon, he would have started taking fire. Yep. And yes, he's wearing he was wearing a tactical vest, which means based on what they said with tactical vest, I bet you there's not even a plate in it. No, there's no plate in it. There's no plate, which means if you shoot him, he dies. Shoot him like that. Fucker had fucker had like 15 magazines, though. Yeah, (laughs) but there's, there's no plate in it. No, but no plate. So like, again, one person, one person who was armed there could have ended that. And 15 people who were armed definitely could have ended it. But instead everyone legally disarms themselves. They give up on it. Right. So stay armed. Keep maintain your situational awareness. Notice when things don't look right and respond. (laughs) And also remember the famous quote, come on, you some bitches. You want to live forever. Yes. If you die trying to stop a mass shooter, you at most, you know, or at worst, you delayed that mass shooter from shooting other people. You are still a hero. You yeah. still saved lives. Be willing to do that. Do you really, yeah. is your life, your sad little life so important to you? Because everybody I, just ran. 
I posted I posted a video into our uh, our, our uh, podcast chat. You can see he's not wearing he's not wearing. There's no uh, there's no armor in there. Yeah. So, like when when a mass shooter shows up, right? Like in the event that that happens, is your life so valuable, so precious to you, so important to you that you would let your loved ones be gunned down because you're scared? of losing your life be willing to die for what you find important unless unless you believe the government's misinformation disinformation malinformation in which case you probably need a chat gpt enabled boston dynamics robot dog to protect you if only they'd had one at the mall apparently no no all right let's throw some links and get out of here Okay, so uh, if you want to care for your beard like a Viking like I do, use code InkedAnarchist15 at thebeardstruggle.com. You get 15% off of your entire order. We're an affiliate of uh, RK Spookware. Uh, if you use the link in the description, you get a discount. You support us. We're an affiliate of, uh, oh, oh, right there over my shoulder, of uh, Reaper Brand Apparel Company. Awesome company. Cool message. Super awesome apparel. Uh, if you use the link in the description or the link in our, uh, all of these links are in our link tree, you get 15% off, or you can use code inked anarchist. You get 10% off. Um, make sure you check out Dave at poppinspatches.com. He's a friend of the channel, super awesome stuff and, uh, very high quality patches and, uh, lots of nostalgia, lots of cool things. Even though he made the Eagle one, I still say go support him. Um, <laughs> let's see who else buy Derica's book. Think for yourself, a thinking workbook for beginners. Uh, it has, uh, lots of stuff in there, but it is for beginners and it is a workbook. Please use it before leaving a review. You morons. Um, <laughs> seriously, the reviews keep coming in and they're still dumb people. Um, let's see what else we got. Um, oh, we're an affiliate of lions, not sheep. Um, they have all sorts of cool stuff. They, I may give away one of the patches that they sent me. Um, I haven't decided yet. Um, they have a ton of cool stuff. My personal favorite is their free man t-shirt. They also are featured in a couple of music videos. There's a, uh, yeah, I was just going to point that out. Lions, not sheep shirt appears in the new struggle Jennings video. Yeah. So they're super cool. I really like them. I like the message of be a lion, not sheep, um, be a leader. Uh, not a coward. And that ties into that whole thing with Texas and that mass shooting. And like, Hey, seriously, be a lion, not a sheep. Um, who else do we have? I feel like we got other people, man. I feel like, like I always forget something. Oh, check out walk the talk America. We have had Mike, the founder of walk the talk America on this show. It is a super cool organization. Absolutely worthy. If you can donate, please donate. It is something that is near and dear to my heart, near and dear to a lot of people's hearts. And um, they are super awesome. If you haven't watched that episode, by the way, to find out what they're about and why they exist, go ahead and go back and check that episode out. It is absolutely worth a listen to hear what Mike has to say. Um, Coffee brand coffee. Coffee brand coffee. Yes. Uh, From the quartering coffee brand coffee. Also uh, an affiliate of the show. Check them out. Again, it's all going to be in our link tree. Um, don't forget to check out Anarchist Beauties uh, podcast. Yes. New podcast. Crystal and the girls, they dropped a uh, crypto article or a crypto uh, episode this past week. And it was it was really good. It was pretty damn yeah. good. So 
which is especially near and dear to our heart because we know the crypto six yes <laughs> <laughs> and um, that whole thing. So yeah, we're very close. Uh, to Aria, Aria was sentenced to 18 months. Uh, Ian's sentencing is in a couple months. Uh, and Montana just legalized the right to mine crypto. So that is fantastic. Super so, cool. On that note, you got anything else real quick? Nope. Uh, just make sure you check out our link tree for all of this stuff. Support the people who support us. If you like our content, yes. that'll help us continue to produce this cool yes. shit for you guys. Um, Scott Bio has announced that he is leaving California due to the homeless crisis. So hopefully I'll follow him one day. We'll catch you on the next one. Mm-hmm. Peace.